Hey, <laughs> welcome! Welcome, it's Tina Constant here, Waffle Free Storytelling, and you know that all the jibber-jabber is right at the end, so we're jumping right into this week's story, which is the tale of Old Lady Momani. Now, <laughs> not too long ago or too far away, there was a town on the edge of a river. Now, I say was, because the town isn't there anymore. And there's a reason for that. You see, in the beginning, the town wasn't a town at all. It was a dock that served as a rest area, if you like, where people traveling up and down that river, delivering goods and transporting folks, would stop for a while. The reason why they stopped was because an old farmer that people called Old Lady Momani opened a stall on that riverbank and sold homemade soup. It was hot soup. It was fresh soup, full of flavors that the boat people couldn't get from the river fish stew that was, by necessity, their staple diet. <laughs> so old lady Molmani was, at heart, a businesswoman. She saw a problem. She created a solution. She made the solution easy to buy from her. And above all, she was consistent. No matter when you stopped for old lady Molmani soup, it was always the best. Good business, you would say. <laughs> and you'd be right. What she didn't think about was the consequence of her actions. Or rather... She didn't think beyond the need that she was able to fulfill. Because once people stopped, they started to look for all sorts of other things. The soup was wonderful. But now they wanted bread and cheese and beer and a bath. And then they wanted tools and sails that needed repairing. And then they wanted new shoes. And oh, the demands grew. So more and more people saw an opportunity left the river and opened a business on dry land. And it wasn't long before other people began making soup. And old lady Molmani was pushed off the dock and back to her farm. Instead of being the one that people turned to for conversation and nourishment and a pause on their journey, the old woman became, at best, an origin story for the town, and at worst, she became a curiosity. As a result, more and more she kept to herself and survived on the wealth that she had gathered when she was the only stall on the riverbank. But because she kept herself to herself, people began to call her a recluse or a hermit, eccentric. Some even suggested she was a little mad. <laughs> Someone even started a rumor that she spoke to the dead. Well, these silly whispers would have stayed rumors if it hadn't been for Mayor Older. He wasn't a mayor by appointment. He was just a big and loud, aggressive ship captain who decided that if anyone was going to run and own this town, it would be him. Not only did he encourage the stories, he exaggerated them. In fact, he was rather fond of saying, You are only ever 
as big as your story. Well, in the eyes of the people of that town, Mayor Alder's story was massive. He was the one who decided which trades should grow and thrive and which ones should sink into oblivion. He decided which captain got to stop on the dock and who had to move on no matter how dire their need. He was the one who decided what the people in that town should be and do and have. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're a rational human being, so of course you would say, why did the people listen to that story? Why did they let him do what he did? He's just one man. The town could have thrown him to the alligators who gathered along the shore. The thing is, he was just one man, but he was a big man. And he was persuasive. He came across as sensible and decent and even kind. When people talked, it seemed like he was listening. He had a way of making people feel attended to and heard, which meant they trusted him. But in his heart, there was a core of evil. And old lady Momani, he recognized this. Not because she was particularly adept at reading human nature, but because she had time. And she used that time to sit at her kitchen window and watch. She saw how the nature of the town changed. She saw uncertainty and fear in people's eyes when they weren't sure what to do. She saw how they turned to Mayor Alder instead of making their own decisions and their own choices. She also saw how ships with the most to offer got turned away from the dock because the mayor didn't like the look of them or had a personal vendetta against one of the crew. And so the town changed and old lady Mulmani was no longer a part of it. On the few occasions she did visit the new and varied shops, she heard the whispers and saw how people looked at her. Most of the time she went about her business and ignored it. But on this one day, when the mayor himself called her a freak of nature who communes with corpses, <laughs> the old woman couldn't help herself. You've given me a story, she thought. Let's see what happens if it comes true. And so old lady Momani drew herself up, high and mysterious, tall and aloof. And this is what she said to the mayor. Your forefathers stand at your shoulders. They know what you have done, and there's a price to pay. A sleeping curse is on you and all who follow you. You will not see it until it is far too late. Ah, the mayor scoffed. So did everyone else. Old Lady Molmani simply smiled and went on her way. Now, she didn't know how this new story would pan out, but it did give her an idea. And by sunset, she had put her idea in motion.
It involved doing what came naturally to her. It involved opening a new business. Now, thanks to the wheeling and dealing of the new mayor, the town had grown fast enough for there to be good streets and bad streets, bright lanes and shady alleys. Old Lady Mulmoney found a small shop in the darkest side of town. Instead of hiding from the rumours, she made them true. She wrapped herself in a shawl. She hung chicken heads in the window and crystals above the door. And she lit incense that she had had especially made for her by a trader who the mayor had turned away time and time again. The smell was so pungent that it soon filled the nooks and crannies of every home in that town. The smell drew people close, and their curiosity pulled people in to old lady Mulmani's shop. Take a seat, she said to them. The dead have words for you. It was all too easy. Old lady Mulmani knew these people. She had been there longer than anyone. She knew where each person came from. She knew their family trees, their histories, their worries. She knew who they had lost and who they had loved. And with that knowledge, she spun tales that captivated even the greatest cynic. But it wasn't the stories alone. It was the sights and the sounds, the shop, the midnight opening hours, the bittersweet tea she made from the leaves of an exotic tree. With careful measures, old lady Mulmani made the brew and served it to everyone who crossed her threshold. It'll help you see through the veil, she said to each one of her new customers. Then she would smile as she saw their eyes glaze, their mouths hang open and their heads droop. When people left her shop, they were dazed and dizzy. They stumbled home capable of nothing more than brewing a small cup of that tea, hoping to see their fortunes and their futures. As you can imagine, as more and more people fell into this drugged and stupid state, the pace and the profits of the town slowed, and the mayor soon heard who was to blame. Armed with determination to put an end to old Lady Mulmani, he went to her shop well after midnight when he was sure she'd be alone. The fog was thick and heavy on the ground. He had tried to light a candle, but had burned for no more than a minute before the weight of the damp extinguished it. Shadows filled every corner of that dark quarter. The only light came from a dim yellow glow inside the old lady's shop. The mayor breathed deep and inhaled the incense that masked the stench of fish and rot that usually filled the air. Come in, old lady Mulmani said. It's cold and it's wet out there in the shadows. Come in and join me for tea. <laughs> the mayor smirked. 
You think I'm mad? I won't drink anything you serve. I know what you've been doing to the people. You're dragging them with that concoction. Old lady Momani shrugged and lit a long, thick stick of incense. The smell of sandalwood and lavender and something the mayor couldn't identify filled the air. It was the same smell that shrouded the entire town. The mayor took a deep breath in and steadied himself before he finally sat. Not because he wanted to, but because he felt tired and a little hazy and in desperate need of rest. Relax, Mr. Mayor, old lady Momani said. This won't hurt at all. Mayor Elder frowned. Then he tried to stand, but his legs wouldn't carry him. How is this possible, he said. I didn't drink your tea. The old lady smiled and lit another stick of incense. The smell filled the mayor's senses. Without meaning to, the mayor sank into his chair and let his head droop to his chest. He tried to keep his eyes open, but he failed. He took as deep a breath as he could, but it wasn't enough. Some would say he fell asleep. Old Lady Mulmani knew better. She extinguished the incense and opened the windows. <laughs> then she pulled small plugs from her nose and she breathed fresh, untainted air. As the sun came up, she wrapped a shawl around her shoulders and stepped into the street. The fog lifted with dawn and for the first time in years, she could hear the sounds of birds. With no rolling barrels or wagons, a squirrel ran across the street and up a tree that seemed to notice the quiet and opened up its leaves to meet the dawn. The silence was bliss. The silence was complete. No more shouting and clanging and swearing and fighting. A small riverboat pulled up to the dock because there was no one there to stop it. The captain waved at old lady Momani. Do you have any soup today? He called out. Old Lady Momani smiled and she set up her stall. Just like the old days, she said. Just like the old days. Now, no one knows what happened to the people of that town. Some say they all woke up and left as fast as their legs could carry them. <laughs> Others say that the bodies rotted away and were devoured by the alligators who lie in the shore. The only thing that remains today is that dock and a small stall where old Lady Mulmani still invites travellers and traders to stop for a while and rest. No one dares ask for anything other than thick, hot soup, because everyone has heard the story of old lady Momani. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. 
<laughs> That's it from Waffle Free Storytelling today, you beautiful human being. I'm off to... I'm not sure what I'm going to do next. <laughs> Probably have a cup of tea. So have a beautiful day. Drop around to www.tinaconstant.com. It'll be great to see you there. And uh, yeah, join the fireside if you fancy. You'll find all the forms and all the various blogs. Um, drop in, say hi, and I will see you next time for Weird and Wild Shenanigans <laughs> from Waffle Free. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye-bye now.